You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today, plausibly live, it's the Zabecast. We'll do it live, I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Today's guest, sports radio lifer and D.C., Jewish Sports Hall of Famer, Andy Poland. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? And now, let's get to yakking. Oh, here we go. It was an absurdly nice Sunday here in Arizona today. And I almost, Andy, wanted to go find people that were either in their house, in restaurants, in their cars, and yell at them to get outside. Like, get outside. What are you doing? And yet it was kind of quiet around here today on a Sunday on the Lord's Day of Rest. I guess the people here are like, well, they go, eh. We got 217 more these days before it's all said and done. <laughs> How was your day in the Mid-Atlantic on Sunday? Other than the teeth gnashing, it was uh, absolutely from watching... beautiful. I know that's a great disappointment <laughs> to you, you. You've always wanted to live in Arizona to avoid the weather, but today was 60 degrees with sunshine. I know that's a horrible thing to happen I, to you. That is quite lovely. That's a nice early spring day in the DMV for a winter that has been non-existent. A winter that has been a wall this year, right? Right. Yeah. No, we we've had. I think the number I heard was point oh eight inches of snow for the entire winter. Point now zero eight. We're not out of the woods because there's still some March <laughs> left, and I remember 
probably 30 years ago, a wicked late March wicked. snowstorm. Right. But so far, so good. 0.08, that would not even get you arrested for a DUI in the DMV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 0.08. Maybe it would. I don't know. And how about the the weather teams for the local television stations? They're ready to plot. I mean, they, <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves. They, they've been ready to mobilize, you know, for months here. And uh, it's like the Maytag repairman. They got nothing happening. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, did you miss winter at all? Did I miss it? No. I, okay. I, I well, I, I I live in a townhouse now, so I don't have to worry about shoveling snow. But uh, no, I find no joy in snow. Well, wait, don't you have to shovel at least the short driveway of your townhouse, or at least a walkway, or the stairs? There's at least? a couple of steps in front where you're supposed to do it, but uh, it, it's. It's very minimal. I mean, you you saw the driveway in my old house. This is this is nothing. This yeah. is just a little yeah. little pishy uh, two step deal. Yeah. Meanwhile, out in uh, Tahoe, where my aunts and uncles uh, live, although many of them are here in Arizona this week, they are saying that they're going to get buried with another couple feet of snow. They've already got roofs collapsing. My Oof. cousin, her house has two cracks in the walls because the weight of the snow on the roof is too much and if you want to hire somebody andy to shovel your roof oh you can do it at 100 dollars an hour for shoveling well it's it's worth it because if if your roof collapses it's going to be a hell of a lot more than that and and they don't build houses out there to withstand that kind of snow because who the hell would think it's going to snow like that then yeah and the locals here in arizona including my parents who have been snowboarding here for the last couple months will not stop bitching about what a cold and awful winter it's been. They feel like they've been gypped. So finally the weather turned nice. We're here for this week, and I'm out and about going, man, it's nice out here. Why isn't everybody, why isn't the entire world buzzing with this? The answer is because, well, it's almost too perfect out here. Again, I get back to this theme with you. Remember I asked this question to you last year? I go, is it possible, Andy, that it's too perfect out here? (laughs) Well, Look, I remember when we had these wicked snows, uh, it's going back probably 10 years, and you were all over the people for not being prepared, there weren't enough trucks, there wasn't enough sand, and you kept threatening to move to Arizona. Oh, I threatened, so yes. now you got one foot in there, Empty and threat. what do you got? You got cold, you got snow. <laughs> and I just drive around going, so this is all it is, huh? It's just desert, it's brown, it's perfect, it's the same all the time. It would seem weird. I do like the variance of weather, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that it changes, but I don't want the extremes. But with the variance comes the extremes, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. All right. So you watched the Terps today, and they collapsed mm-hmm. against Penn State. I know this only because I was out hitting golf balls at the time, and I saw the texts from my Wisconsin buddies who were all distraught because they don't want Penn State in. Penn State's right on the bubble with Wisconsin and they somehow wriggled mm-hmm. off the hook against your Terps. What happened? It's, it's unbelievable. They they are they were great at home all year. They were undefeated at home. The only game that they lost that was outside the conference was to UCLA, and UCLA could wind up winning the whole thing. Uh, but on the road, it's it's remarkable. And okay, this one looked like they were finally going to break through. The only road wins that they have are against Louisville and. Uh, Minnesota, which are two of the worst teams in the country. Right. And against Penn State, which, as you say, is a bubble team, could be in. Uh, they got off to their usual bad start. They were down by about seven or eight. But then they rallied. 
and it looked like they were going to go into the half by 16. Some kid from uh, Penn State hit a shot at the buzzer going into the dressing room, still 13. Second half, they're keeping it double digits, double digits, and then in the last seven or eight minutes of the game, they stopped playing defense, they couldn't hit shots, and uh, <laughs> this kid from uh, Penn State, as, as white as snow, his last <laughs> name is Funk. Funk. And, and Funk, he brought in the Funk. He knocked down four three-pointers, which, uh, which brought them back, and then uh, finally came down to like the last possession, and Penn State put up a three, which they missed, uh, but the ball, uh, you know, should have been rebounded by Maryland. They had three guys under the basket. Somebody slapped it around. Penn State tipped it in, and they won by one. Yeah, this would be Andrew Funk, six-five guard out of Warrington, Pennsylvania, senior. And yeah, he looks like a little bit like uh, one of the Gonzaga shooters from back in the day. We call that deadly driveway game right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, didn't your buddy Jay have a saying? I like his saying. He says. Never let the white kid get his feet set. No, right. <laughs> exactly. Never let that happen. And when, when the white guy shoots for three un, uncontested, it's fire in the hole. Look out, everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, tough. So, uh, Maryland is still going to be in, though, right? Oh, they're in. Yeah. They, yeah. And they are. They, they wanted the double buy in the, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Now they're going to have to play on Thursday, which is not so bad. They, they, they're probably going to be like an eight seed, maybe a nine seed. And, uh, you know, they, they could have, if they had finished stronger, they had a chance to move up, maybe even be a four, but that's not going to happen. How do you feel about this guy, Kevin Willard, who took over this year? Like him. Yeah. You like him. I mean, okay. I, I think is he going to be better than Turgeon when it's all said and done? Now, did, did you hear this? Did, did you hear what Patino said a couple of weeks ago? Which Patino? Rick Patino said that, that he, he had an offer from a big time School, but the buyout was the problem and the buyout last year was five million dollars and uh they didn't want to pay it and cbs sports reported that was maryland so kevin willard was the second choice also you still had these violations hanging over patino's head and then of course the ncaa which basically doesn't exist looked at it and he's <laughs> off the hook now so okay know, hold I, on it hold would have been worth it to pay the five million all right, hold on a second, because you were breaking up when you said that. So the word was Maryland was ready to go hire Rick Patino out of Iona. Yes. And the yes. buyout of his little puddling contract up there was still $5 million, And old Wallace Lowe, is he still the president of Maryland? No, it's um, – I, I, I can look it up. That's okay. He's not there anymore. It's some it's other dipwad. Okay, so – new president. So they but, were like, but they ah, didn't, five they, million. Because, we don't, we don't want to pay that, can't pay that, not going to pay that. So Willard was their second choice. Uh, right. at a seat and Turgeon. he's he's turning out great, and they're already paying Turgeon yeah. still. Yeah, Tur- Turgeon got a five million dollar buyout, so you would have had to pay ten million in buyouts to have Patino. But it's, I'd have done it. <laughs> it's, you you, you would know, have done it for Patino. Oh yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though yeah, he is the slimiest of the slimiest. There's no such thing as slime anymore. What are you talking about? You can Andy, buy teams now. He he had he had intercourse with a booster. I've Got to be quiet. My parents and my wife are here. Uh, this is a true story, honey. Don't look at me sideways. He had sex with a booster in the back of a Italian restaurant in a booth, and then paid for her abortion as a purported devout Catholic who would wear white sometimes on Sundays on the sideline. Don't tell me slimy doesn't exist. That's your slime. 
Okay, but but <laughs> it, when they when they're holding up the national championship, right, and cutting down the nets, is that going to be a big concern to the fans? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that that was only the Kentucky one as well. Not to mention the Louisville one, the most recent one, where he had his assistant coach out there buying prostitutes for recruits. Yeah, and the NCAA looked at that and they went, nah, it's okay. Even <laughs> well, though they, they escorted him out of the building. It wasn't handcuffs, but, but right. they took him out of the building after they fired him. Right. It, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because uh, my wife and I were watching an old 30 for 30 on the Fab Five at Michigan. And the themes yeah. that they were teasing on back in the day were so quaint compared to now. Because it'd be like, should kids leave early for the NBA? Yeah. You know? Right. And we're, we're talking about it. And I said, yeah, honey, this is really old stuff. Like, we, we don't even care about any of this crap anymore. No, no. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's minor stuff now. The big thing was that Chris Weber is a pathological liar. And Understood. he flat out denied that he took any money. And right. in fact, he did take money from a booster, uh, lied before a grand jury. And the only thing that saved his tuchus was that the uh, the booster died. Ed Martin died. Right. And uh, and he didn't go to jail for lying to the grand jury. But he was taking money. And, he you know, he had the sob story. Oh, they're selling my jersey in the bookstore and I don't even have enough money to buy a pizza. Oh, God, spare yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. That said, we're one week away from Selection Sunday. This will be, I think, the first big, real, robust, full tournament since the pandemic, so I'm getting more excited about it. Unfortunately, a lot of the blue buds, blue bloods aren't as blue as they once were. Kentucky is probably in now. They are on the bubble for a good part of February, I'd say. Uh, Carolina and Duke are not what Carolina and Duke normally are, but they're both going to be in. So are you excited a week from today? Yeah, Maryland's going to be in. I I'm, I find that to be exciting. I mean, that's the, that's what I'm interested in most years. Now, here, here's a question for you. Okay. The the percentage chance of this is just like the amount of snow we've had here this year, probably point point zero eight. But yes. remember what happened on Selection Sunday last year? No, I don't remember As anything year to year. What happened? Okay, there there was there was a fellow you may have heard of uh, won a bunch of Super Bowls, Tom Brady put out a tweet oh, while the Rockets were being unfolded. Right. And he said, I'm coming back. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That was a year ago. I totally forgot that. Speaking of a year ago, you know what today's uh, the anniversary of, of the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock. Oh, happy slap anniversary. Did you hear what Chris Rock said about it last night? Yes, he apparently was doing a stand-up uh, uh, appearance in Baltimore. in Baltimore and pretty yep. much said, look, we know that you know it was obvious that he was hurting in his relationship that he'd been cheated on because that's where it came from. He didn't really care about me. Yeah. No, it, 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 he, it's like he waited and waited and waited and then emerged Boom. from the uh the cabin with a bazooka i mean it was just if if you listen to it it is just awesome you know his his takedown and and you know i mean it's full of f-bombs and everything else but the, the way he he put that together uh it, it was it he waited and you know some some guys retaliate right away no he didn't say a thing Waited, 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 boom, a year later, kaboom. It, it was really awesome. So you think he was actually genuinely mad about it? Well, look, you're, you're on it's on national TV, and he was essentially punked at yeah. that point. Yeah. You know, and that, 
But and, all and the sim- we, all the sympathy immediately flowed to him. It did, but um, and, and and this is something that women don't understand all that well. Oh but when Andy's no matter how big the guy is, if he throws a punch, you're you kind of obliged and, to return fire. Otherwise, you're a pussy. yeah. And he yeah. and I, I I credit him for not doing that, and I also credit him for waiting an entire year to come back with guns a blazing. <laughs> If if you were ever punched or slapped or just attacked, would you fight back? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was once was when I was dating actually with my wife now wife. Uh, it was a it was a nasty subway situation where there was a lot of pushing and shoving. I think it was oh July Fourth, and everybody's crowding into the train, and some guy got real mouthy and chesty, and I said, you know, he, later we he, there was no fire exchange but i said if he threw a punch i was gonna have to return just you know <laughs> you were gonna have to go i was in a lot younger yeah you wore a younger man's pants back then for sure what what's the most recent time idea. that you thought that you might have to get into a fight how recently oh a year that, five that years may have been it how about yeah. that how about that putts at the bank right next to the station that one time yeah we, we weren't you. gonna come to blows but, but it, it was, <laughs> you'd think that you think now nah, this is not going to come to blows? Like it's a quick this, hop, step, he, and a jump. Sometimes this is the golfer who's <laughs> who's there, and uh, and he's filling out a variety of deposit slips at, at the, window. the teller window, not having yeah. prepared it ahead of time. And you're standing yeah. behind him, and you decide yeah. to start popping off on him verbally. Yeah, I said, you know, there's a table over there. You fill out the deposit slips, and then you come to the window. And he didn't like that. And, uh, you know, we had a couple words. But, no, we, we weren't going to come to blows. Yeah. I think the last fight I had was in junior high. And it yeah. was more, wasn't even punching. It was more like uh, shirt pulling than anything else. <laughs> Yeah, me personally, I'm not fighting anybody at this point. I will go full coward. I will be the absolute wimpiest of the wimpy because I don't really need it. Like, there was an incident just this past fall. First Packer game of the year, Packers-Bears. Me and my producer, Josh, who's a Husky fella. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, We're sitting there in the very tight uh, Lambeau Field bleacher seats, which, you know, there's bleachers, so it's you get – lines that you're mm-hmm. allowed to sit in and believe me when they made the stadium in 52 or whatever people were a lot less fat right yep. so we're there and there's a dude next to my producer josh who's equally as husky and he's a bear fan <laughs> and we're we're jammed in andy like sardines in a can it was comical <laughs> and there was like this jostling i noticed that josh and the, his buddy start jostling right and the guy ends up getting mouthy, and I think I tried to laugh to diffuse things, and my, my lighthearted laughter only made him madder. And he gave me this mm-hmm. death stare, like, what are you going to do? You going to come at me? And I literally said, I go, no, you're way too big for me. And so he was just <laughs> pissed off about it. But, yeah, I would, I would definitely not return fire on that. So, anyway, Willard's working out. You're a tournament team. You're happy. Sheehan, I'm sure, is happy, probably. Van Pelt's happy. Uh, Maryland basketball, uh, hopefully back on a winning trajectory. Can't say as much about Georgetown. Holy crap. When will Georgetown oh. ever get out of the weeds? They are. They, their two-year record in the Big East is 2-38. and 38. 2-38 and, and and, uh, over two years. Andy, what's the phrase I yeah. love from Bull Durham? How'd they win two? It's a miracle. It's yeah, we're both a miracle. This year. Yeah, both, both of those wins happened this year. Um, so, yeah, I guess you could say 
they're on a trajectory that's up. <laughs> but um, so I, Ewing, I mean, is at, Ewing is no out. Ewing is out, right? It has to be. I mean, the, the, you what know, do you mean has he, to be? I thought that was already announced that he's on his way out. No, the the the, uh, the athletic director kind of put him on notice in the middle of the season. But on notice, you know, you're two and thirty-eight. Yeah. The whole world's noticing. <laughs> well, I understand, but again, they went through a winless season last year in the Big East, and he returned. Um, and the big, you know, they've had they had games this year, uh, not conference games, but they had games where t- tickets were, hello, free. And they were drawing less than 5,000 people. Oh, all you had to do, if, if you were a D.C. God. resident, uh, all you had to do was show an ID and you got in. You got four tickets. So even if you live in D.C., you just hang out by the window and go, hey, bro, if you're a D.C. resident, uh, I'd like to go in with you. Oh, sure. Maybe, maybe there is no resurrecting the brand that Big John once built. That is well, not it's, it's, salvageable. It's not, this, if, if Ewing is out, that's the last link to Big John. That that's that ends it right, and because so they have JT three, uh, who preceded Ewing, JT three. Uh, yeah, and then before him was Craig Esherick, longtime assistant, and, right? Who was like yeah. the Bill Guthridge, uh, of for North Carolina, who succeeded. Yeah, not as old, but although yeah, Guthridge Guthridge actually had some success, Esherick didn't yeah. really. Well, Esherick, he had a couple tournament appearances, he coached did. against and, your and, Terps and in that one Sweet Sixteen game, member. Well, and JT three got a Final Four, but mm. you know things just fell apart at the end. And the big thing is, it's just it, it, they're they're playing in a in a big downtown arena which seats twenty thousand people, and you put four thousand in there. It's it's depressing. Yeah, but you know and, what? There's uh, they, a they, program in Milwaukee that we have been you know talking about all year that has such a similar footprint to Georgetown, Marquette. Shaka mm-hmm. Smart has got Marquette rolling right now. Why can't right. Georgetown find their own Shaka Smart? They can, but they have to be willing to do it. And to pay. When, uh, and to pay. I think the biggest thing for Georgetown, they got to get over the whole, we're keeping it in the family. we got to keep yeah. it Georgetown. It's like, uh, no, it's over. Bring in the best coach you can. Right. Well, the, the, it, an interesting name is Mike Bray, who is, Notre Dame. He's local. He grew up in Rockville. Went to Damatha, and uh, although he's sixty-three years old, and he just or, washed, you know, and, he just and nowadays, washed out at Notre Dame. I mean, you yeah, know. but 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 you know, he might be able to in, in this area. You know, the Damatha. Remember the Damatha connection. Oh, Big yeah. John did, didn't tap into that because he and Morgan didn't get along, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you know, getting getting some of that and just getting people excited about the program again. It's yeah. it's. I mean. There was a time when when people walked around in Milwaukee, for example, and other cities with, with no connection to DC. Georgetown starter jackets. I know they they were the national program for for you know for young people. It really it was amazing. Yeah, you know we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Speaking of uh, tickets, uh, you mentioned the free tickets that even were not free enough for people to go see Georgetown play. I have a I have a good friend who's a golf buddy, Garrett Harding, shout out G Hard, who just bought season tickets to the Washington Commanders. Why? <laughs> he loves football, he loves the team, and uh I, I said, Well, talk about buying the dip, as they say in stocks, right? <laughs> you are buying the dip. Mm-hmm. He goes, Zabe, you have no idea. They're good seats, mid level. A hundred dollars a piece, no ups, no extras, no PSLs, and wait for it, free parking for every game. I go, wow, the parking alone used to be fifty bucks a game. Yeah, still is, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, but and you're buying with the idea you're gonna have a new owner, so it you know it might not be a bad bad investment right now. Yeah, but that I mean, did, did you think in your life you'd see? quote, Redskin, now commander tickets, season tickets, $100 a game, plus parking, 
And they're like, here, mm-hmm. no, no commitment, no nothing. I mean, when that in a stadium which has been downsized to what sixty eight thousand stands, something like that, yeah, yeah, and they can't yeah. even fill that. I mean, it's Mm-mm. it's it's unthinkable. I mean, you and I were presiding on the sports reporters in the afternoons when they had ninety two thousand filling that place up uh, in the early aughts and the mid aughts, even into the late aughts. And, well, and it, PSLs it and people pe- trying to get out of their PSLs, like that sweet old grandmother who was getting sued by yeah. Snyder. They they it hit its peak with the return of Gibbs. Like they went up to like ninety one thousand at that right. point with the greed of, of Snyder knowing no bounds. And then as things began to decline, and uh, I remember we had somebody on the air to talk about this. Uh, they were doing solar panels on top of some parking and we got into yes i remember uh, that you know the seats and stuff and he says oh we couldn't sell those anyway we went what what <laughs> because at that point they were still claiming a two hundred thousand seat waiting <laughs> yes here's inside radio for you so andy and i are told by our program director chuck we need you to have this guy on who's in charge of this new solar panel initiative and the electric vehicle chargers out in the parking lots at fedex field mm-hmm. And you and I kind of roll our eyes and groan like, oh, God, it's going to be one of these things. But he got the word from you know the, the team, like, we really want to push this. Okay. So we start talking, and we get him to talk about the renovations to the upper deck. And like you said, him being a you know, solar panel engineer or project manager and not one to speak for the team, just blah, blah, blah. He comes out with too much truth, and man, Chuck was running around like a chicken with his head cut off because he knew it was going to be a major headache for him because that then became the headline. Dan Steinberg, writing in the D.C. Sports Blog, was like, "Uh, they can't sell these tickets. They had to scramble and walk it back, and we got yelled at, and you and I are like shrugging our shoulders going, well, that's what you get. You shouldn't have told us to do the interview. We're actually professional radio guys. We listen when people talk. We just don't write down questions right. and go on. And uh, yeah, that was because because if you're going to claim you got a 200,000 seat waiting list and, and a team official comes on and says, oh, we couldn't sell those anyway. That's news. That's right. news. Right. When you book Jim Zorn to be a weekly guest with us and he's on yeah. he's on his way to a second full season of six and ten or whatever the number was. And he's bragging about the fact they got three Pro Bowlers, including a special teamer on, like it was his birthday. And I go, does that really matter to you? And he gets all snippy pissed off at me. Don't look at me. You know, you gave me the interview with them. I was going to ask him what yeah. came to mind exactly. So We only got know. one year out of him. He, uh, was it one he, year? He moved on. To, yeah, he moved on. The, the next year, <laughs> Tom and uh, Kevin did their show at, uh, oh. at the park. With That's him. right, and and they had such they had such emasculated him. He didn't have any responsibilities since his play calling was taken away. He would come on and do his you know fifteen or twenty minutes with them, and then just sit and listen to the rest of the show. Oh. He's the head coach of an NFL team, right? That's so sad. Speaking of which, I can't even track where we are in the latest Snyder Chronicles from week to week. When I talk to you, news that breaks. Where are we at right now this week? Well, there's there's two uh, bidders, apparently. There's Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Rockets. He's a late, and, he's a late wild card bidder, right? Yes. Because he was not mentioned up until a week ago. Right. And the other one is Josh Allen, who owns the 76ers and the Devils. He's local, uh, grew up in Chevy Chase, and... Uh, <laughs> Very well educated. Hello, Wharton and Harvard 
school of business. Right. Um, and 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 he also owns a, a piece of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's sort of in the mishpucha already here. And uh, so those are the two. And then the, the, the reports are that Danny is blocking Bezos because he's pissed off about what, you know, happened with the reporting in the Post, which right. Bezos owns. And now the latest from the Post is that there are um, – they're, the owners are really angry about some demands that Snyder is making if he sells the team, like you can't sue him. He also doesn't want the Mary Joe White investigation to become public, even though the league says it will. And so now it could be moving towards a vote. Doesn't mean they're going to have a vote. And if they don't have the votes, there ain't going to be no vote. But there's that. And then like a one-two punch, Don Van Natta comes swooping in with his latest story. Flips the buffet that table. Snyder took, took out a $55 million line of credit um, without telling his partners and that Roger Goodell may have been complicit in the cover-up. And so it just... See, this is where I think... I don't think you and I have talked about this. I don't think you and I have talked about this. That The fact that Goodell stupidly approved of this, not knowing, or not even asking Snyder, so did you vet this thoroughly with your minority partners? He just said, oh yeah, you want 55 million? Sure, with the NFL, we print money. Have it. Now Goodell, because the minority owners came to the league and goes, what the hell? Why'd you approve this? We didn't approve this. And that's when Goodell said, all right, we better just sweep this under the rug. Because Goodell's ass was now in the jackpot, as the saying goes. Thank you, umpire Tom Hallian, for giving us that phrase. But but one more thing, Columbo. Um, (laughs) Realize this, that in in the initial uh, engagement of uh, Beth Wilkinson, to do the original report on the team, which was supposed to be a written report, and that's what the engagement right. agreement says, it will be a written report, suddenly became an oral report, because that may have included this. You know, that, there's that too. I mean, he, he could be in hot water as well, although he, he manages to wriggle out of a lot of these things so we'll see uh i know we're doing this over facetime and of course i hate facetime it cut out right when you said that report could also include i'm assuming you were going to say the 55 million dollar yes home that, equity that line Goodell that was, was not was approved yes the exactly. cover up the 55 million dollar right. uh line of credit so right? the so the beth wilkinson report is the actual it's the it's the report about the report from the one that became an oral report right right <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and there's going to be more lawsuits and everything else. Oh, my God. What a mess. All right. Uh, real quick, a couple more things. Uh, John Morant, Andy, has taken a couple, some time away from the team to work on himself, to be a better person. Apparently, the latest incident was he was seen in a nightclub dancing, swaying to the music after hours, waving a gun in the air. Kind of a bad look for one of the NBA's, what they want him to be, a frontline marketable superstar. And uh, this is just the latest in a long string of things that I was kind of only vaguely aware of, including where one of his boys might have pointed a red laser at uh, the Pacers in the tunnel Mm -hmm. after a game, implying that there was some kind of laser scope rifle sight on them. Uh, Involved a report by a teenager who played pickup basketball with him and got into a fight and saw John Morant come out of his house with a gun in his waistband, threatening him. And each and every time they're like, well, we looked into it. We couldn't find any evidence to prove it per se. 
Uh, now he's deleted both his social media accounts, and he's going to take some time away from the team. And I saw Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, and he just torture himself, tie himself into pretzel knots, saying, you know, I, I really like this young man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But then says, you can't do this. This is... This yeah. is the this might be the NBA's first real hardcore streets star that may end up with a really bad outcome in a long time. Well, if I, Gilbert Arenas brought guns in the locker room, so we had well, that. Gilbert Gilbert was bad. Gilbert but, was uh, stupid, but star. yeah, but Gilbert I don't think was as hard or as street as Ja Morant. Like Iverson well, might be the only comparison because they talked about Iverson being a, a comp, you know, a guy who had a lot of friends from bad parts of town that he wanted to be loyal right. to, even though he was now a superstar. Here's what here's what Eton Thomas put out: Dear John Morant and all young athletes, you got to surround yourself with people who will uplift you, give you good advice, tell you things you don't want to hear, like "Don't do that" or "Man, you're messing up." Never, and he put it in capital letters, never surround yourself with people who only praise everything you say and do and be wary of people, family or friends who put you in positions that could ruin your career, no matter who they are, or how long they have been in your life. And, uh, Man. you know, the, the, in, in another kind of level of this, this is what broke up the Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan bromance that, that Barkley basically told them the same thing. Stay away from yes men. But this is even more serious. These are people who are, you know, basically uh, affirming his right to have a gun and playing pickup. What's he doing playing pickup with a 17-year-old and then getting in a fight and punching him in the head? I mean, that's ridiculous. It's just bonkers because he is supremely talented and he's going to make a gajillion dollars if he just gets some common sense to go, hey, maybe I shouldn't be in a club waving a gun around for God's sakes. Right, you know? but but the, the issue is, you know, just because you put all this money in his pocket, doesn't mean the lifestyle that he's had all his life suddenly disappears and he's hanging out True. with, you know, people at Bushwood playing, well, playing golf. Playing shuffleboard and golf. You I know. get it, but it, it, even guys from the hood know, okay, I'm making millions of dollars. I'll have another guy waving a gun around in the club for me if I want that True. kind of action. I'm not going to do it because there's literally a half a billion dollars at stake for me. But anyway, his dad's right, a problem. That, that, his dad's a problem too. His dad is a real problem, John Moran's dad. But 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 that's that's you and I, middle aged guys, you know, saying what we would do. They, his thought process probably doesn't work like that. Yeah, but you're you're selling short a generation of other young African American athletes who come from bad situations, bad homes, bad neighborhoods. Yeah, I'm who not at least who at least but... know. Like to me, John Morant's level of not getting it is shockingly high. That's all. Right. But uh, you also get a sense of empowerment when you reach that level of stardom that you can do whatever you want to do. And that probably has contributed to this. All right. Happy Selection Sunday. We'll talk next week after the brackets are out, and we'll, uh, we'll go through our brackets. Happiest Monday of the year. Happy, happy, happy to you. Okay. All right, Andy. Talk to you next time. Thanks, bud. All right, I'm going to work on this uh, remote setup. I think it works pretty good. This uh, Rode, I don't know what they call this model of microphone, but it's a nice portable mic. The NT-USB microphone is pretty darn robust for being small and portable. And the Rode Connect virtual mixer that is on my MacBook Air 
is pretty sweet. It's just we got good Wi-Fi here at the parents' condo. Andy has great Wi-Fi. I don't know why the connection was so bad. Anyway, we'll work on it. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.